Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the Bruins Beat. It is September 26th. I'm Evan Marinovsky. That's Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. We have a we have a game to talk about. How fun is that? That is that is just what we wanted. That's just what the people wanted, I think, uh, for us to dive into. And it's granted, it is one preseason game. It is preseason game number one. But it's so funny. You know, I, I think I say this every year, like, at the end of the playoffs, I always say, man, how do we make it to regular season hockey? Playoffs are just on such a different level. And then the summer goes by, there's no hockey, and then it comes back, and it's like, how do we live without this? Like, I'll, I'll take a preseason game any day of the week. Just let Absolutely. me watch some hockey. That's all that matters. So, um, happy that it's back, and the Bruins obviously get a big 3 nothing win. Looked like it was going to head in a different direction. It looked like it was going to be a lot more. Well, there's Broncos, Dolphins out there. Um, but anyway, you know... A lot. I, I see a lot of stuff about this game on Twitter, obviously. And uh, there's a couple of things I think we should set from the jump, right? That was basically an AHL game, right? We can say that. AHL lineups. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, the Rangers showed up at 345 <laughs> for this game, which has it, has it come out like why they were delayed so much? Was it weather, traffic? Like what was I think it was weather. I mean, if you saw the Patriots-Jets game, the weather was kind of shit in New York City for most of the day. So I think it was either taking off late or or what have you. Something threw them back just a little bit, which is the reason why. But I think it a lot had to do with the weather in New York rather than what was going on up here. Yeah, so bad weather. Uh, they get here late. They got here later than like a youth hockey team. They got there later than the youth hockey teams that I watch and write about <laughs> get to their games, uh, which is why they had to push back uh, 45 minutes. So I think, you know, got to lay that groundwork there. Brandon Bussey looked pretty damn good. 29 saves, shutout, arguably a save of the year candidate with that freaking Already. glove, which is unbelievable. The, the Bruins Twitter account nailed it with that. Um, I, I mean, outstanding in game one. And, and I think the big takeaway I have, and we can get into what it means more long-term, but you have something in him. That's a legit goaltending prospect. Yeah. This is the team that you look at their, uh, development history have still kind of struggled to find impact forwards, uh, guys down the middle, but man, they keep on turning out a legitimate goalie prospects, right? I mean, uh, 
And again, this is the, if you look at some of the ways the Bruins have hit over the years, a lot of it has to do with goaltending, but a lot also comes off of uh, college free agents. And Bussey was, was a guy that uh, kind of came out of nowhere, had uh, you know really strong starts there at Western Michigan, more or less willed them to a couple of runs. Um, mm. It was really impressive there. Again, I think Montgomery even is when he said after uh, after Sunday's game, kind of came out of nowhere and really established himself. And I think the one friend you hear from everyone that talk about him, whether it's guys in Providence, Montgomery, it's just the compete level, right? Like that's a that's a sequence there where ninety five percent of the time that's an easy goal, right? I mean, I think Brzezinski was literally about to sell E when that shot he was went off, right? he was right. Like, <laughs> and again, it's a credit to uh, uh, Bussy for not just you know, there's the athleticism involved is the anticipation all that stuff, but the compete to, you know, stretch it and make that play and deny that goal. It's impressive. And it's something that, you know, even Mark Diver, who again is the expert on all things, uh, you know, Providence, you know, he's seen all that stuff mentioned that I think it was last year in the playoffs against uh, the Hartford Wolfpack. He had almost an identical save to that. So this isn't like an outlier. This isn't a, I want to say this guy's going to have a, a 970 high danger save percentage or anything like that, but he's shown this before. I mean, he's a guy that had over a 920 save percentage last year uh, in Providence, got called up from uh, the ECHL. So he, again, he, it wasn't like this is a guy that signed was a, uh, you know, a Mike Richter award winner in college and was, you know, on a destined path to being a number one in the AHL, let alone be an NHL prospect. He's kind of worked his way up for it over a short sample size. Um, and again, it just gives the Bruins extra security. Again, they have, the best one-two punch in the NHL uh, in terms of the goaltending was swimming in Omar. But also, again, it's hockey. Shit can hit the fan. Uh, you might need to call on a, a guy up in Providence. Um, and to have a guy like Bussy who's only continuing to get better, not only does it give you an extra security blanket this year, but as you look ahead, obviously, you're getting down the road a little bit. But um, it gives you extra insurance in terms of whether if you have to move a goalie down the road or you have to make some, you know, pretty sizable changes to your roster. Having a guy like Bussy who's barring a major setback is going to continue to improve and establish himself. Uh, that's a great kind of a, a backup option to have out there. Yeah, I think Bussy, they should set Vesna odds for him over at our good friends over at FanDuel. If you want to go uh, bet on those, by the way, FanDuel.com uh, slash Boston, our good friends over there, uh, get $200 in bonus bets uh, for new customers. Yeah, Bussy, I-, I was fascinated by this because, again, I mean, good season last year, interesting prospect, you know, during the offseason when there were the Olmark trade rumors, a lot of people said, oh, you can go to Swayman Bussy and, you know, I you know, don't know if Bussy's fully ready yet to take on an NHL uh, season. Obviously, we still don't know that, but you obviously see people on Twitter being like, oh, it's time to trade Olmark. Olmark is fully expendable, um, which isn't the case. I think Bussy can be really freaking good and you might have something for the future, but you don't have to trade Olmark now. I think the the identity of this team is going to be goaltending and defense. Uh, Bussy is certainly a strong goalie prospect. I'm very excited to see what he does in Providence. I bet he'll be really, really good, but... I don't think you can base solely off of uh, Sunday night's game. Oh, he's ready to come on up to uh, the NHL level, which I think he's terrific. Like, I think, you know, the rebound control, you know, can use some some work. But there was a lot of good. It was 99.9% positive from him. And as you said, like little Tim Thomas in him at times. Little Tim Thomas in him, which uh, which Bruins fans, by the way, you know, when he's doing, when he's jumping around with the leg saves, I'd be like, oh, oh, that's our starter of the future. There he is. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's great stuff. Um, but I don't think I don't think we're at the point where, 
up oh, time to trade Omar. I, I don't think we're quite there yet. No, but uh, yeah, again, it, it's just something to have. If you have that in your, uh, your, your backup option, a down problem, it just, again, it's all comes down to depth and how much that flexibility can help you both in the short term with injuries. But again, in the long term, it just gives you options. That's the most important thing as, as you're this Bruins team trying to retool your roster on the fly. It's all about having options. We talk about that with, cap flexibility and having the money to make a trade and take on a contract down the road or what have you just having guys down in Providence uh, just gives you that the ability to kind of chart your own path, whether it's trade uh, internal call up, all that stuff. So just to have a guy like Bussy, who, again, it's not like you're using a critical first or second round pick. Not that the Bruins have that, but it's not like you use that on one of these guys. Like it's a credit to uh, their, you know, their scouting uh, staff down in the college ranks, which has hit on quite a few guys over the years to find this guy signed to a contract and he's already elevated himself um, as a, uh, a top prospect in their system. So it's been impressive. They're just bringing goalies in like, all right, get in with goalie, Bob, get in with goalie, Bob, just yes. a couple minutes. You're going to be a changed man. Um, you know, it's funny. Like you look at Vegas's run last year, you know, going their fourth, fifth string goalie in the playoffs. Like, you do need more than just two good goalies in your system. And the other thing you think for Bussy this year is it's, it's his net in Providence. Kincaid's not here anymore. Uh, so it's going to be just him, you know, and he has all the development time he needs down there. And I don't know, he has, uh, maybe we can pull this in the postseason if things work out this way, but he has kind of the makeup of a guy that would, you know, again, based on this off one game, has the makeup of a guy that would just go on like a crazy playoff run. I don't know. I could maybe see Evans. it. Evan Marinovsky declares a Brennan Bussey Conn Smythe uh, winner in 2024. <laughs> I will. My crystal ball. I'm looking into it right now. I'm seeing it. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're at the level yet to uh, to trade one of your your starting netminders in Boston. And by the way, I think even if Bussey has, you know, let's say he plays all every preseason game and he wins them all, I still you're still not uh, unseating Swayman or Olmark. But again, it is strengthening uh, his case. Uh, to be the team's leading goalie prospect, which I think is a very, very good thing. And it's encouraging that they have that um, in the pipeline so that maybe next year he is ready or in years to come, whether that's, again, next year or the year after. Um, Speaking of making hard decisions or decisions hard on the decision makers, Matthew Poitra, uh, really strong on uh, on Sunday night. Now, again, again, got to throw water on all this stuff. Got to... Gotta, you know, and by the way, we're gonna get to someone later that everyone's down on that I'm gonna, you know, maybe pour a little. No, no I was gonna say carries. I was gonna say like gasoline, but that would just make the fire hotter. Yeah, pump it back up a little bit. You're like the guy, the, the the meme of the guy who has like the the air fryer and he's throwing the fries in and it just explodes. <laughs> that's what you just did. Yeah. Yes, that that's me. Uh, but Poitra, uh, a goal, an assist. Uh, I, I think his IQ is so strong. You just watch him, the way he sports the puck, his play away from the puck. Um, what did you think of his game Sunday night? Yeah, I thought it was impressive. Um, he's a guy that, again, the same things we've we've kind of heard about him, the things we've seen on the ice. Uh, is he an elite skater? Uh, no, is he like this guy that's going to have all these highlights in terms of deeks and dangles or anything like that? No, but you see just how he plays, how – methodical he is in terms of thinking the play ahead um, making the right call um, really good in terms of like his positioning the, obviously the one thing you worry about with any of these young guys who are facing higher competition is how they deal with the physicality board battles those things I'm going to say that he was you know uh, trucking over players or anything like that but was putting himself in the right position to elude contact um, didn't you know shy away from it but also wasn't putting himself in bad spots where 
could easily get separated from the puck. So he, he thinks the game well. Obviously, a really gifted passer. Um, it was good to see him also get a, a you know a, one of the few shots he had going to the net. That's something he, he has talked about to be a focus on his on on his overall game. Um, again, this is not going to be a guy that if he hits the NHL level, he's going to be like a a thirty goal guy. He is a primarily a, a playmaker, but uh, good to see him get rewarded for kind of having that extra emphasis on the power play. Um, and yeah, it's all positive in terms of. Again, Jim Montgomery more or less mapped it out that he has a big challenge in front of him. Like, it is not, you do not have, even if a guy has a really productive camp um, at 19 years old where it's either the NHL or or back to junior hockey, usually does not work out in their favor. It's, not, it's like when you play in NHL, like be a pro, and there's like those rare, those rare times you're in camp and you put up like 30 points in the six preseason games and they're like, you didn't back check that one time, so you're <laughs> you got a like, you got a C minus on defense. Yes, you're going back exactly. to the, the AHL kid. You called for the puck too many times, so yeah, so you are, you, know, you you rifled it into the net. <laughs> but um, again, like he has a tough road ahead of him in terms of it's one thing to make a good impression and get assigned to Providence and build your game that way and go through the bumps and bruises there. Another thing, if it's you're up in the NHL. They've committed to you in that spot beyond, I think, that nine-game kind of sample size you have. Um, and then you have to either go back to junior or stick around. Like, that is a tall task for any player, especially one who's 19, has only had two full OHL seasons because of COVID, um, to kind of stick around in that spot. So, I mean, I think it's good on the Bruins for, you know, he opens camp with Pasternak. He opens preseason with Jameson Reemsike and Jake DeBrusque. Like, they're getting his confidence going, and they – like it's easy to spot like his playmaking abilities, his evident talent out there. So it's good to see that they're, you know, they're not starting him in a fourth line role. They're not putting him in spots where he can has to really kind of grind out or change how he plays. Um, and he's building that confidence that way. Again, I think it's uh, quite the ass to have him break camp, even if it is that kind of nine games, nine game sample size that some of these players have, but it's a step in the right direction, right? It's, it's again, you could have zero points and we're like, you could have watched that game and be like, yeah, I see the talent, but he's a ways away. You see that with a lot of other really promising guys when they make that next step forward. Uh, it didn't see that, didn't see that really that much in that game. So credit to him and again, credit to the Bruins for taking this really talented young player and putting him in the right spot to succeed early on during camp. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really love his game. I do. I think he makes sense. I think he is a potential, you know, a future top six center for them. Like I, I just, I, I loved his game on Sunday night. I thought he did the little things, right. Um, Mr. Tenkrat tweeted a, like a zoom in of him in the corners with a nice hit and to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, separate as a sort of a support guy. I love that stuff. And I, I think like he thinks the game at an NHL level, um, but you know, I had someone tweet at me being like, do you still think it's, you know, he's being rushed or, or do you think it's still a rush if you bring him up? I would rather him go to the OHL again. And I think, I think you agree with me on this. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if he's a, he, like, let's say he made the Bruins, right? Let's say he's up in Boston this year. Like if, is he going to, what's he going to get more development from being, you know, on the third line centering it and playing 14 minutes a night, 15 minutes a night. Or being in the OHL and dominating and being one of the top guys in that league and then coming into next training camp, a year older, stronger, all of those things. Like, I just think, you know, again, if they were rebuilding this year, if they were truly like rebuilding, tearing the whole thing down, maybe it would make sense because you just trial by fire, like getting the top six kid, like (laughs) go do your thing. Um, But I don't think you need to do that. I don't think there's a rush. 
Um, now, again, this is one preseason game. If he continues to light it up over the course of, you know, the, the eight that are, the, you know, the eight that are still uh, coming, it's eight left, right? Or is there seven left? Uh, preseason games, I think there's five, right? I think there's six oh, five. Total. I don't, I don't know why I'm thinking there's eight. Thank God. Games. Like, again, I'm happy the preseason <laughs> game's back, but also let's keep it at like that. Yes. I, I, I thought there were nine for some reason. Wow. Um, anyways, for the five left, like, even if he's great in those, and I have no doubt that he'll probably be an impact player in, in most of those, like, it's still not a full season. And I still think, um, time in the OHL developing down there is valuable it's funny because he'd be perfect for providence <laughs> like yeah, he would be exactly. perfect that would for be, providence that would be like the best case scenario i think like again another full year in the ohl he's going to continue to grow he's going to put up crazy numbers the the in between there is like the ahl which again is a whole nother animal you're going up against guys who are either on the cusp of making the nhl or you're playing battle-hardened 28 to 31 year old guys who have been <laughs> around the block and know how to um you know, play at that level, play physically. Um, there's a big learning curve there. So when you look at how good he was last year, I think the Bruins ideally would want to accelerate his path. Like, would you rather him put up 111 points against teenagers in the OHL or maybe put up 50 points and take some lumps, but also learn along the way in Providence? That probably makes the most sense for a guy that seems to be really accelerating his game, but it is what it is. It is say. what it is, as us kids say. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I get it. I get the hype. He's good. Like I'm, I'm fully there. I like you and I are both like, he's really good. Like that's a, you have a legit prospect in him, but I don't think this is the year uh, to rush it again. It's development. It's, you know, it's like, do you, again, is he going to be up in Boston playing all the time as a top six center? feels like Coyle and Zach are going to be it to start. Um, so again, I, I like the idea of do another year in the O and, Go to training camp next year as like the most hyped up guy. Um, and I think that's a it's a good way to be. But again, it's it's one, you know, things can change. But I I don't know if I don't know what would change my opinion on that. I I you know, he'd have to go off. I, I don't think that like I still don't think training camp is gonna change that for me. I still think he's gonna be like, you know, a, a tough send home, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't think much will change. All right, quick second here to tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Again, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, now back to the conversation. So I said earlier, you know, we were going to, you know, Bussy and, and Poitras were sort of the 
the big storylines from from Sunday's game. Uh, the one that people were sort of down on, and I I didn't really notice him much. Um, third period, I thought he was okay. Rest of the game, I wasn't super impressed. Fabian Lysel, um, you know, and I will say like in his defense, he played, you know, like Poitras played with Van Riemsdyk and DeBrusk. He played with um, Harrison and Jason Magna. Like, you know, that is a, it is a bit of a difference. Um, it is one game. It's only one game. Um, but I was, yeah, I think the inconsistency with him is, you know, we noticed throughout camp Montgomery's mentioned it. Um, what did you think of his game Sunday? Yeah. Good and bad. Um, I mean, the, the speed is there. And I think like, the encouraging thing is like he clearly wants to make plays. I don't think he's really passive. I don't think that's the issue with Lysel's game. It's just I think the the split second judgment I think is the things are trying to force plays is what's kind of getting him in trouble. And again, maybe that is different if he's playing with JBR and uh, and DeBrusque or you know maybe another capable centerman or or what have you. Maybe you can kind of unlock more of that because again, this is the guy that I don't think is necessarily going to be driving play when he cracks the NHL roster, right? You're going to have to kind of ferry him along and play into that skill set he has. So I don't think it's a, a thing about being passive. I mean, it was, I think one play where he kind of took on, he breaks into the, the, the Ranger zone. I think it was like four guys back there and kind of went full steam ahead, turns the puck over again. It's, it's like that Simpsons cool. meme of Ralph going through the window. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it's like, there's no question. He's trying to make things happen. He's trying to play into his speed and his playmaking ability. It's just, Again, you have to kind of roll with the punches, take kind of what the, the game gives you. I think that's something that every young player has to learn in terms of playing to your strengths, knowing how to impact the game, but also sometimes letting the play come to you, right? Like, again, very different player, but it kind of how Trent Frederick was for the first few years where it's like, all right, I need to make something happen. And I think you kind of realize that rather than going around chasing guys or, you know, putting maybe your team in a bad spot, letting the play come to you, like getting involved after the whistle, playing physically, playing at the net front. Those things are how you make a, a more consistent impact out, I would probably say. And again, that's probably just a learning curve. So again, didn't really uh, showcase too much in terms of more than what we already know about him in terms of his speed and playmaking. But I think it's just one of those hurdles he still has to deal with. And again, it's not to say that it's an indictment on where he is as a player right now in his development, but it's part of I think, the learning curve for a guy like him. So I'm sure he'll get more preseason reps. We'll see if he gets maybe put with more uh, established NHL talent, and that helps him out. But um, I think that's kind of the big thing with him. The intent is there, not passive, but it's still you have to learn how to how to pick your battles. I, I guess a bit more when you get into this level of competition. Yeah, and just the consistency element of it, I think, is the big thing. Bringing it like that um, every night. I you know it's interesting because like with him. Um, the one thing I were obviously worry about, you know, can he develop into what they hope he is, which is a top six, you know, producing winger. But I also think it, you know, he's probably, I mean, I remember at last trade deadline, probably their number one trade chip. If you really needed to make a deal, like he has value down there. I think my biggest worry is you don't want him to lose value in this training camp. And, um, you know, again, stuff happens all the time with prospects. You start with Stednika. Um, you've seen it with others in the past. Guys have a lot of hype coming in, first round picks, and you know it sort of goes away. And by the way, that hasn't happened with him. That has not happened with him. Um, but I just think it is worrisome. They don't have many prospects or even picks that carry a lot of trade value. He does. So mm-hmm. you know, again, I think, and we kind of mentioned it, like 
Providence is going to be good for him again this year. Like, I think that's a really good spot for him to be in, continue to develop, round out the game, make smarter decisions, things like that. Um, But there is part of me that is worried about that trade value. You know, if he, like, my guess is over the next five games, he has a few really good ones because, you know, that's how he is. Um, In the event that he didn't, I think that is a little scary of like, oh, that's, that's not what we're looking for. Um, and I think, you know, last or Sunday night's game is an interesting thing of like, I texted this to you and Ty, like, you know, has Poitras passed Lysel on the depth chart? No, it's one game. So I'm not, I'm not ready to do that, but I think it's an interesting storyline to watch of, you know, could we come out of this training camp saying, all right, the Bruins two top prospects, and you can say three, by the way, you don't have to just do two, but the two top, you know, for the last two years have been Lysel Lowry. Is there a chance we come out of this training camp and say, oh, it's it's actually Lowry Poitras? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you look at, that's kind of magnified by also the, the Bruins lack of proven center depth, the urgency of trying to find a yes. capable top six center that accelerates a bit. Obviously, the I think anyone will probably take a top six center over top six wing in terms of its importance. But um, yeah, I think you've seen it right again. You always have to put these different qualifiers in or, or expectations when it comes to a guy making the jump from junior hockey to the AHL. I mean, look at like, I think if you look at just the OHL numbers, people thought Jackson Nico was going to be a, a lock middle six center and just hasn't worked out for him. So um, it's one thing where you have the time and space and the playmaking ability to do that stuff and, and rack up points against guys that are 17, 18. Another thing, again, when you go up to the AHL or the NHL eventually, and you face that level of, uh, of competition. I mean, the one thing all these guys talk about, everyone always mentions the physicality, uh, you know, the puck battles, all that stuff, but both Patra and um, Johnny Beecher mentioned just the speed. Like, again, as much as these guys want to play fast, kids uh, coming up to the pro hockey now are more skilled than ever. Still, when you're playing against pro hockey, and just the pace you have to operate with to make those split-second decisions, um, uh, try not to... Uh, give away that costly turnover stuff that cuts into your ice time. It's tough. It's reason why this game is so friggin' hot. So um, again, you view Patra, he's right up there right now, I think with Lysel um, in terms of his, uh, you know, high end talent. Let's see what happens when he makes that next step, right? Like if he goes to the OHL and puts up again, 120 points, I think it further validates. They've got a very promising prospect, but I don't think you'll be able to make that next step in terms of this guy really knocking on the door unless he either breaks camp with the Bruins, which we'll see, or he makes that next jump to the uh, the AHL, and all of a sudden he's a point-per-game guy there. That's when I think you realize you really have something. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I agree. It's it's too early to make that uh, jump or to make that, you know, oh, Poitras has jumped Lysel. But um, I just think overall, you know, it's, I guess it's a good problem to have. But, yes. um, you know, again, I think that uh, Poitras has sort of worked his way definitely into the upper echelon of uh, Bruins prospects. If he wasn't 
there already. Beecher, by the way, a nice goal on uh, on Sunday. Continued to sort of, what did you think of Beecher's game on Sunday and what he brought? Because I know we've kind of highlighted him for the fourth line. What did you think of his game? Yeah, I thought he was really solid, actually. I think, obviously, the, the goal is the important thing. You want to see that offensive production. That's kind of the one thing that's kind of a knock against him, not to say that he's going to be a guy that gives you 30 points or what have you, but just to show that he can contribute offensively is encouraging, but I think you look at the rest of how he played, um, you know, that speed is speed is evident. We mentioned that every single time with him, but I think he was seven of 11 on face-offs, which again, if you want to carve out a spot, you got to do that, especially for that fourth line center spot. I uh, was really active on the four check was, it was in on pucks, uh, separated guys from the puck um, just does all those little things. I think those are what's going to carve out the path for him to stick in the NHL, right? It's the face-offs, being responsible defensively, being effective on the four check. And again, we talked last week about how intriguing a Lucic, Beecher, Lauko line could be. And he's doing those little things there. Again, if you bring him to the NHL and all of a sudden he unlocks a little more and gives you 25, 30 points, fantastic. But he he's it. a guy that if you if you give him 75 games and he gives you 16 points, but he's good on faceoffs, kills penalties, is effective on the four check, and plays into what that line is trying to do. You absolutely take that. And I think you look right now, that fourth line spot, especially down the middle, is up up, up for grabs right now, right? Like Patrick Brown's in that mix well, got banged up uh, in this game uh, against the Rangers, which is a tough, tough hit for him. But I don't believe he's out long-term or anything. But still, you look at what the other competition is, like it's right there for Beecher if he just plays his game. Doesn't have to do anything too flashy. Don't make turnovers. Don't try to do too much with the puck. But when he's playing his game, his feet are moving he can be really effective into what the role the Bruins are hoping he can seize out of camp. Yeah. I liked his game Sunday. Um, you nailed it with the uh, do the right, do little things right. And uh, you'll have the fourth line center spot. Uh, were there any other thoughts you had? Any other players that that jumped out at you? I'll offer one up uh, Michael Callahan on D. I yeah. thought he was, I thought he was strong again. Um, uh, you know, didn't really have to notice him much as long as he just did his job. I think, you know, again, like, Bruins have six set NHLD, but for the seventh defenseman, they don't really have a defined one. I mean, Zaboral makes the most sense. He's been there the longest, but like, if you can, you know, there's going to be injuries at the NHL level. If you can stick Callahan in there for a game or two, um, or for, you know, a longer term amount of time, um, I think, you know, there's a potential there for him to hold his own. I'm curious if yeah. anyone else that you thought was interesting on Sunday. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, I thought Callahan was really good. I thought Riley Walsh was also pretty solid with him mm-hmm. as well. I think he's a guy that will be in the mix. Um, the broadcast seven... mentioned the fr- broadcast mentioned framing him mass native, and I was like, ah, if only, if only, not quite, if only. Um, but I thought he was good. Um, I thought Anthony Richards, a guy that keeps tabs mm-hmm. on. I don't know if he's going to elevate to be a surprise, you know, NHL guy out of camp at least. But I think he's a guy that's probably going to be called on quite a bit if there's injuries. Um, Really productive player in the AHL over the years. I think he's 26. Last year, played with Laval, and I think he had 30 goals, 67 points in 60 games, something around yeah. that. Almost, point, yep. almost a point-per-game guy. So at the very least, he's going to be an impact player for Providence, which you need at that level of a guy that can be a steady 
contributor as you have these younger guys kind of work on their own games and kind of you pull them along. So I think he's going to be key in terms of just the overall makeup of this team. But um, I thought he really popped in the Ozone, had that almost had that goal against Jonathan Quick where the backhand just, I think, went off the post, I believe. Um, but he's a guy that I think should be in the mix. I'm sure you'll see him a few more preseason games here, but um, guy that I would not be surprised gets a few games up the NHL throughout kind of the twists and turns that come with an 82-game season. I agree with you. Uh, and I liked, I liked Riley Walsh. He was, he was solid. Yep. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be an NHL regular, but I think, you know, there's potential to uh, slot in here and there um, when they need him. So it was an interesting game. Game one, yep. game one, there's another one tonight in Buffalo. Yep. So there, there is that. Uh, so I, we will be watching and seeing uh, who, uh, who pops and who doesn't and stocks going up and down. Um, I actually, you know, it's funny. And I, I guess, you know, I wasn't really watching him that closely because it, it's preseason. So for a guy, for a guy like Trent Frederick, I don't really watch it that closely for a guy like him, but uh, he had some good little puck plays he, to Richard, uh, that breakaway he had was yeah. just a nice little play by Frederick in the, in the neutral zone. And then uh, Frederick had some other nice little puck plays in the ozone and stuff. So I was like, Oh, all right. That's, that's something, you know, I'm not going to read too into it. Cause again, I want to see that at the NHL level more often with him, but encouraging stuff and Reamsdyke was out there pretty yep. solid um so and i loved seeing a uh, umass zach jones on the back end for new york that was what i cared about most that's yes that was, my eyes run him the whole time i couldn't help it um but anyways uh, connor what people look forward to from you over at boston.com and the boston globe yeah rob you covered throughout this uh preseason training camp with daily updates uh, breakdowns, takeaways after these preseason games, all that good stuff. So read all of it over at boston.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. And remember, we're sponsored by good friends over at FanDuel. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins be listeners. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>